When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Notice anything different about me? Well, I thought your hair looked different, like you had a blow dry or something. Blow dry, you think? Yeah. You, you, you're warm. Do you want to take another another crack at it? You'd washed it. Keep going. Uh, had it coloured? No, you get getting colder. I'll tell you what it is. Deloused. You had nits. Yep. You did not have nits. Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah. Did you? Yeah. Are you the oldest person ever to get nits? <laughs> Imagine someone having nits and cataracts at the same time. You're such an oddity. I've had my cataracts removed. <laughs> oh, fine, fine, fine. Yeah. How's your hip? <laughs> you had nits. Oh, yeah, nits, I can't yeah. 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 Thank you, thank you. So, where did you get them from? Um, I'm guessing from my son or one of the children in his class. Did your son have nits? He has had nits, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so. Um, did Sarah get nits? No, but I don't think she comes close enough to either of us. <laughs> that to have happened wow yeah so we get like texts from school with some regularity saying can you check your kid for nits and he had them i don't know four or five weeks ago during the summer holidays um and i did the whole treatment but i didn't get them then Mm. but then there's been another outbreak and i got them this time round. and i found i I discovered it myself i didn't need to um endless nitty nora (laughs) bug explorer and how did you know you're just really itchy Yes, I was itching a lot, no. and then um, then I got Sarah to shine a torch into my hair. Oh my goodness! Yeah. Wow, she'd be quite a good nitty Nora, actually. Quite firm. Yes, yes, yes. Was she quite firm with you? Yes, yes. She, was she, she irritated with you? Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. Yeah, all, all of the above. Yeah. Why did you get them as well? <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. Um, yeah, so I'd, I might suggest that to her as a, a career change. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have to be called Nora? Uh, I think so, yeah. Is it is it okay to change your name to Nora to be Nitty Nora the Bug Explorer? Or is it nomina- is it nominative determinism? Uh, is it like the Dalai Lama you're just born? Like they just know <laughs> yeah. who the next one's gonna yeah, be. I think I think maybe that's that, yeah. Is this the one that serves the whole world, like Santa? Or are there many? Is it a franchise? Oh, these are a lot of questions I can't answer, yeah. sorry. Do you think it's the bottom? Uh, the people at the bottom of the the entomology class. So, you know, people who are interested in insects, but their grades aren't very good. <laughs> I wasn't imagining And then that. the lecturer says, look, the, 
it's it's, it's not going to be you know you you're not going to be uh, at the at the forefront of entomology, but there is an area that would suit your abilities. <laughs> Have you thought about changing your name to Nora and becoming a bug explorer? I don't think anyone's ever suggested that Nitty Nora might have been an entomologist. I never that never occurred to me. But, I thought it was a different route in. What what did you think the route was? Uh, I never thought about it before, but I'm thinking about it now, and I'm thinking nurse. Right, but with it, well, they do call them knit nurses, but yeah. I, I, I just assumed that the expertise was in the insects, <laughs> right, right, not in the the, the person, nursing. Yeah. Yes, oh, but but maybe, yeah, yeah. I tell you what, I'm interested in. How often do you think hairdressers see knits on kids? Oh, on adults a lot on adults less so. My head is really itchy now. You start talking about knits. Yes, yeah, so it's you so think bad. that I've given you knits? No, but I'm paranoid. It's because we're talking about knits. I know, knits. I know. And I'm sure that people listen to this are itching as I know. well. It's one of those so, weird so social itching. contagion things, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. But um, because I, I, I don't think so. I know you said I'm the oldest person to ever get knits. Yeah, I'm sure you must be. And I imagine that youthful hair is more attractive than wispy old man hair. Like I've got now. Yeah, but it's only clean hair they like, isn't it? That's what I'm yeah. say. I mean, it's, yeah. not, it's not true. It's, no. it's just makes kids feel better about yeah. themselves. But um, yeah, so I think I think they prefer straight hair to curly hair. Really? That's what I've heard. Because you'd think, oh, going to get in those curls, going to burrow deep in that forest. But like a little twirly whirly roller coaster. Yeah, I'm saying. Apparently yeah. not. No, oh, no. Yeah, apparently right. not. Um, um, maybe it'd be like sleeping on a bed with lots of bumps in it. I don't know. Uh, okay. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But. Um, but I don't think they are. There's, there's no reason why they just would be on kids, apart from kids have got their heads together more than the rest of us. Mm. Maybe they're, they're prevalent in the heavy metal community, you know, lots of head banging. Waving their hair, hitting their hair against each other. I yeah. don't know. That's not something I've ever heard anyone from confessing from. No, but I am interested if you were a hairdresser mm. and you see nits in there. Have you had an older person than Jeff with knits? That's what I want to know. And if you do see someone with knits, mm. do, do you say something? Yeah. Because I, I wouldn't. Well, I had a hairdresser once doing Rudy's hair and she went, has he been to the beach recently? I'd been to the beach like a month ago and I was like, yeah. And right, like, oh, because sometimes I think it's knits, but it, it's probably sand. So they, she says, I do say something. Ah. Yeah. But with kids. Yeah, with, oh, with adults. Yes. Oh, right. Yes. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. I am yeah. feeling a bit guilty about the whole thing. I feel like I've committed genocide on my scalp. Well, you have. I'm worried that what if there's like a knit equivalent of The Hague and I'm trying to... <laughs> War crimes. <laughs> There'll be a lot of people being tried. Don't worry about it. There's a long list. Because I do think, though, it is like a hostile act on the part of the Nits, isn't it? They, they've invaded my head in the name of Lebensraum. But do they... <laughs> the name of what? Lebensraum. <laughs> What's that? Like, that's, that's um, the excuse... Hitler gave for invading Poland. Is it? Poland, I've yeah. never heard that word. Living living space, living room. Oh, yeah, yeah. Lebensraum. Okay. Um, yeah, but I don't necessarily think they deserve to die. I don't know. No, no. Because even but, like, there is like a more ethical way. No, of but I'm saying all is them out. all is fair in love and war, isn't it? Right, right. It's a funny saying, isn't it? Mm. Mm. I'm not sure it stands up in court. <laughs> like, do you see, all's fair in love and war. Oh, fine. Case yeah. dismissed. Yeah, because what I don't think, it's not like they were refugees. Mm. They, they, you know, they invaded. Okay. So I had to defend my territory. Yeah, with death. But yes, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, okay. I mean, mm. but I, I, I couldn't really, I don't think I could have made them prisoners of war. <laughs> 
I don't know what the correct. I don't know. You know me. I won't even squash a fly. I know. You know I will allow myself to get bitten by mosquitoes. Really? Yes. Then kill one. Yeah, 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 really? yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, but, wow. but, um, yeah. These these things. Because mm. you know, I I don't mind sharing my space. I've said before. Like I, I think I share this house with mice from time to time. Ants as well. Yeah, yeah. ants. Moths. Yes. Um, Actually, moths are the ones I oh, really yeah, let's, despise. Let's not talk Don't about get moths. me on some moths. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I wonder if this is like Christ's way of telling me that I should be using some hair dye. What? Why? I can't imagine that's nice for nits. Oh, I see. Oh, yes. I wonder if it's that adults use a lot more hair products and like oh, hair dyes. Yeah. And they wash their hair more, I'm sure, than kids. Or is it just my kid? I don't know. Oh, no. I, th- I think kids have cleaner hair than adults. <laughs> not mine. <laughs> Oh. I'm not saying it doesn't get dirtier more regularly, but I'm saying like they're they're in the bath all the time, kids, aren't they? Mm-hmm. Oh, good for you. <laughs> good for you. Keeping it natural. That's it. Yeah, Building up his oils. immune system and yeah. natural oils and yeah. stuff. But yeah, I thought maybe if uh, if I started dyeing my hair, mm. oh, right. it'd make it a hostile environment yeah, for the yeah. nits. What colour would you do? Chestnut, Chest- copper. <laughs> okay, you yeah, yeah. You thought about it, good. Yeah. Okay. Um try and get it back towards my the orangish hues of my youth mm, yeah and do you know what i'd do i'd just pretend that wasn't using dye <laughs> what just style it out just what, said, what no, do you no, mean no, no just uh, mm. people said are you dying your head no no mm. it's funny it's just uh the color started coming back just with age i don't know what it is yeah. maybe it's maybe the change in my diet or something <laughs> yeah. like some kind of hormone production oh. but yeah i just just try and oh. style it out well i think you should do it just for that which is what i did um i think i told you this when I was a teenager, there was, I thought, do you remember crimping being a thing? Girls yes. crimping the hair. Yes. And my cousin Tracy had some crimpers. Mm. I thought, I'm going to give those a go. Mm. And I, I crimped my hair. Yeah. Thinking, I wonder what that would look like. Not good as it turned out, but no. I didn't realise this until I got to school and people were oh. going, have you crimped your hair? Oh. And instead of going, yeah, what was I thinking of? Right. No. <laughs> Very distinctive no. crimpy. Oh, no. just, just woke up like this. <laughs> Are crimpers still available? Yeah, I think so, yeah. Really? Are yeah. they back? I, th- I think it might be. I don't know. I think so. I'm so disappointed. I thought maybe I could be responsible for the comeback of crimpers. Oh, well, maybe you will. Maybe the popularity will increase after this. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. That'll get rid of knits. Yes. I'll burn them. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. Get crimping, Jen. Yeah, 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 yeah. I could issue a warning. All knits leave my hair. Yeah, oh, ten... that's fair. Yeah, or death ten... by yeah. burning. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's no. really not going to get on well at that knit war crime trial at the Hague. No, you're really not. It's going to be like the Nuremberg trial for knits. <laughs> All right, should we hear from the drifters? Mm. Sorry, I'm just having a sip of tea. Excuse different me. tea to usual. I know as well. it feels really weird having a different tea. Mm. It's very strange. Anyway, I gave you one of my favourite mugs to compensate. Oh, did you? Thank yeah. you. It's lovely. That's my third favourite mug. Th- oh, I'm honoured. There was a period when it was my favourite, but no, we're not getting into no, mugs no, no. Oh God, stop, stop! Like People would be furious turning yeah, off. Yeah, okay. but that was my number one. Was it? Uh, summer of um, actually summer and winter of 2019. Wow. And maybe even it's 2020. Well, I'm honoured. Thank yeah. you very much. And then it was my top two. Yeah. But up until relatively recently. But downgraded mm-hmm. to me. Laurie writes, 
It occurs to me that you could have a slot titled Most Undrifter-like Olympics. If so, my now deceased mother would, I suspect, qualify for the gold, silver and bronze medals. On many occasions, my mother, Rosalind, returned items to shops she had not bought them in. On a number of these, I was pushing her in her wheelchair and had to endure the following. Customer services worker in M&S. You can't return this scarf, Rosalind. Why? It looks about 15 years old. It's new. It's faded and smells bad. That's why I'm returning it. It's from Littlewoods. No, it isn't. It has a Littlewoods label. Look, you put that there. It's your problem. It's silk, you know. We can't take it back. I'm in a wheelchair and old. I'm very old. I might die. I might die now. (laughs) At this point, customer services gives up and pays Rosalind £10 out of the till. This happened often. Wow. What a woman. That reminded me a little bit of um, our old friend and colleague, Nelson. His dad (sighs) came to the UK from Ghana, I think, in either the late 60s or early 70s. And there was some kind of situation where, like, part of... um, you were issued as uh, as um, a new immigrant from mm. one of the Commonwealth. Was Ghana anyway? But as as a new immigrant with um, Marks and Spencer's underwear. Yes, and I seem to remember a vest being part of it. Yes, and then in the nineties, he asked Nelson to take it back and swap it for some new. Yeah, ones. yeah, because he kept hold <laughs> yeah, of it. And like, yeah. what's <laughs> it reminds me very much of that. Yeah, Rosalind and Nelson's dad would have got on very well, yeah. I suspect. Okay, this is from Saskia. She starts with deep sigh. Something happened on the way home the other day, which was just so horrendous that I'm hoping it didn't happen. However, my stupid brain keeps reminding me every few minutes as if there's a tiny grandfather clock embedded in my head going, do you remember when? Do you remember when? So I thought I would share it here as I don't really know what else to do in hopes that writing it down will bring some sort of resolution or magically fix it. Probably not, but hey ho. It all started as my partner Max had forgotten his charger and needed it as he takes payments through his phone at the shop he works at. So with the charger dropped off and a thank you coffee and a donut from Max filling my belly, I set off home. I live outside of Manchester and as Jeff will know, there is a tram system taking you all around and outside the city centre. The Metrolink. Uh, I'm currently living in Altrincham. Did I say that right? Yes, you did, oh, yeah. thank you. I'm currently living in Altrincham, which is about a 30 to 40 minutes away. So usually an excellent opportunity to catch one on a podcast or listen to some music. Not this time. I should warn you, if you're squeamish, this um, acknowledges the, the existence of the female menstrual period. Okay. That's, that's my voice, not Saskia's. No. A little information pre-incident. I had been in my glass studio all of the day before, so I was exhausted. Plus, I was on my period, so lethargy, 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 added on top, meant I felt like I was about to collapse. Anyway, I digress. I got on the tram and suddenly I'm very aware that my pad feels very insufficient and I did not have a spare. And even if I had, I wasn't about to drop my dungarees and change it right in the middle of the tram. Anyway, because of this, I didn't want to sit down in fear of getting blood on the seat, bleeding through my dungarees and recreating that scene from The Shining for everyone on board. (laughs) So I chose to stand where people would put buggies and wheelchairs. And obviously, if someone came on with a buggy or wheelchair, I would move. On my right, there was a guy with a spare seat next to him, chatting to another lady in a seat directly opposite. And then an elderly lady got on and he kindly made her aware of the seat next to him. She declined as she was getting off at the next stop then turns to me and asks if I want to sit down. 
right, I'm exhausted. My legs feel like they're made of stone. There is nothing more I would love to do than sit down. But because of the fear of soiling the seat, I politely decline and make up some dumb excuse about being sat down all morning at a tiny desk. The guy dropped it and a little time passed. And then he asked me again. He went, oh, love, you sure you don't want to sit down? I don't bite. Ha ha. I had to wimpily stick to my idiotic story about being sat down all morning, which I'm sure the few people that are on this train, including this gentleman, could see right through as a blatant (laughs) line. And then he said, is it because I'm black? He quickly laughs and adds, oh, it's a joke. It's a joke. I feebly try and join in being like, oh, ha ha. Of course not. Ha ha. Good one. Ha ha. When my heart beats so fast, it was going to roadrunner style leap out of my chest and literally on the brink of tears due to period hormones surging through my body. The entire tram witnessed and heard this. And now a little seed of doubt has been planted in their brains of, is she racist? Why isn't she sitting down next to him? Was probably running through everyone's mind. This gentleman then stops, leaves me be for a little while, but then asks me again if I want the seat next to him. I have to turn him down again, mumbling about sitting down all morning. I'm sure he's a lovely person, stiff joints, blah, blah, blah. I'm not entirely sure what came out of my mouth, (laughs) but I'm sure it sounded ridiculous. This time, though, he just gave me a weird look, a look which said, you're definitely racist. And all I wanted to say was, I'm not racist. I'm just worried I'm going to get blood all over the seat. Here, look at what I'm listening to. (laughs) Which at the time was a specialised playlist of 90s hip hop rap, of famous and not so famous artists because it's really cool. And that era of rap, especially from the African-American community, shaped what rap is today and clothes, style and food. And basically a whole bloody lot, which is amazing. But I can't say that to a stranger because I would sound insane. Of course, when he eventually got off, it's not like I could sit down anyway, even if I wasn't in the predicament I was in, because then I would look like a massive racist. So I just had to stand, staying, stay standing for the rest of the journey, exhausted, hormonal, trying to work out if I dumped my bag, if I could squish my body like a mouse to get through the tiny windows on the tram just to not be there anymore, or wanting to call my friend Beth, a fellow drifter, to relay what had happened. Of course, the phone call would have to wait till I was off this tram of nightmares. All the while, the the rest of the people on the tram think that I'm the big old racist. Oh no! I used to quite enjoy my tram journeys, not so much anymore, as I'm just going to be constantly worried that I'm about bumping into that man again. And because it's me, I probably will. See, if that was me, I, I would not settle until I saw him again and sat right down next to him. Oh, yes. Yeah, so you'd be getting on that tram twice a day, yeah. if not more. I also think it's, it's, it's good that you didn't say... Uh, look, I'm not racist. Look oh, at the hip hop I'm listening. I know that would have been so bad, so bad, so so so. I mean, bad. I really think like a, a, a better option that that would have been just saying, uh, "I've got menstrual seepage and I'm worried yes. about staining the seat." Yes, that would have been so much better. Oh god. Uh, uh, send us your story, please, of uh, drifting through the world, being adrift in the world at large. It's hello at adriftpodcast.com. <laughs> Annabelle? Yes. How's that old substack of yours? Oh, thanks for asking. Uh, this week, I haven't finished it yet. got an ill child at home. Quite hard to fit everything in. Mm. But it's going to be on my mild irritations of some things in modern life, which probably shouldn't annoy me, but they do. For example, you know those Amazon question and answers? So you, you look at an Amazon product yes. and then you scroll down and people can ask questions, but they're just answered by like random people. Yes. So you look at, like at one the other day and it was about a microwave or something and then someone said, 
what are the dimensions of this microwave? The reply was, sorry, I don't know. My tape measure doesn't work very well. <laughs> what, the, what, what do you mean it doesn't work very well for a start? And also, why did you bother answering? Yeah. I see that all the time. Yeah. So things like that. Also- but you do not think like, I don't, I don't what percentage? I'd say like more than 80%, maybe more than 90% of things that people put on the internet, of words that people put on the internet, <laughs> yeah. have no business being, yeah, 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 being yeah. on the internet. That's a, that's a good estimate, yeah, I would say. Yeah. Also, I get really irritated when estate agent photographers try and get a bit of art, a bit arty. I think they're called lifestyle <laughs> shots. And they'll do like an arty shot of like some fruit in a mirror or something. It's like, I don't need to see that. That is not helping me choose this house. No. No. I wonder if um, they ever do that in houses where which would just look good in a normal photo. I, I think if you see something like that, it's mm. just to draw your attention away from something else, isn't it? But I see, it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the rest of the room is quite bleak. Yeah, yeah. That's why you've got a close up of a bowl of fruit. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so that should be the sign. Yeah. Stay away. Uh, so you can find it. Bit weird, quite normal. It's uh, just Google my name, Annabelle Port com if you want to type it all in. Please subscribe. Thanks to everyone who's subscribed so far. Misleading. So I can understand a misleading photograph of a jumper. Mm. Because you order it, it comes, and you think, can I be bothered sending it back? Mm. Misleading photographs of a house. <laughs> What's the point? Because yeah, you know, yeah. you're not just going to buy it from the photographs. You'll still get there and say, oh, you were using an ultra-wide-angle lens. Yes, yes. I know, it doesn't make any sense. No. Let's just be honest. Yes. Mm. Um, anyway, yes, so that's Annabelle's substack. And do you have another way in which you're not a fully functioning adult? Yes. So one of the big mysteries of the universe, but unlike the Fermi paradox and the question of what is dark matter, this is taking place inside my home and more precisely inside my dishwasher. And it is this. When I put it on the standard eco cycle, what the hell is it doing in there in the approximately three hours silent gap between the water running around it and it beeping to say it's finished? <laughs> do you know what I mean when yes, I say that? Yes, I do, like it's yeah. going crazy, like sloshy, sloshy, sloshy for about like half an hour, an hour. Then it just goes completely silent. Like I can't even imagine what it's doing in there. And I've tried for too many minutes of my life. I've opened it early before to try and trick it to see what's going on. And I can see no difference between the state of my plates, cutlery, and cups then and then how they are two hours later they're hot they're dry they're clean what is going on like the washing bit has stopped after 30 minutes it just seems to be sitting there but it's refusing to acknowledge that it's finished i wonder if maybe my particular dishwasher it's like it's doing an exam and it's just really good at it and it gets the cleaning done really quickly and it just has to sit there and wait until the end it can't leave early but that would be weird and would suggest that my dishwasher is in some way sentient and then i start thinking What if it is sentient? And those three hours of apparent silence, is it training my knives to move of their own accord and kill me, stab me to death? (laughs) And honestly, if I die in some bizarre locked room murder mystery with no evidence of any other human presence, consider this option, please. (laughs) Sarah's brother Mm. is is a chef. Oh, yeah. And... He says that the re- the because uh, I've never worked in a professional kitchen. The dishwashers they have in kitchens, how long do they take? How long? Like a minute. Shut up! No. Why is mine taking four hours? No one knows. Well, no one knows. No. Oh my god! 
I've always wondered why they don't make dishwasher doors see-through because it'd be amazing mm. to see what's going on mm. there with all that water swishing around. Mm. Like washing machines aren't so secretive. Why dishwashers? I know, but I, I wish you could. I wish they were lit from the inside as well. Washing machines oh, and ovens. Yeah, like yeah. Why can, you can't. You want to be able to see into the oven well enough to see if something's brown. Yeah, but the the door is tinted in a way that makes that really difficult. Well, you've got a light though, haven't you? Yeah, but it's, it's not just, enough. No, you always need to like why open it to tinted? get. Around. No. <laughs> you can get see-through toasters now which makes perfect sense because you need to see if they're burning mm. like ovens microwaves you, you can see in them to some extent they're not hiding what's going on just dishwashers yes. and fridges also <laughs> well that's all i've got to say on that matter quite a lot as it turns out certainly more than i expected one more thing do you think that most people can have a conversation with somebody and then not replay and critique it later in great detail because I've realised I have to write the equivalent of a York's note study guide for everything I ever say after I said it, analysing in great detail and providing a very detailed critique. And yet somehow, even though York's note study guides help me pass my English GCSEs, A-level and degree, my conversation analysis does not seem to make me any better at <laughs> conversation. <laughs> Something of a puzzle. <laughs> One more thing. Yeah. Do you think... <laughs> There's anybody in this world who can say straight away where East and West are without first having to go never eat shredded wheat? Oh, no, definitely not. I don't think that... I've asked quite a few people now and I always go... Never, yeah. Like, no, no yeah, it's yeah. something about the brain that hasn't yet evolved no. to be able to do that. I mean, I yet. struggle with my left and right. Yes, that's that's slightly less common, but yeah. yeah. Do you know the origin of that monomic? What, never eat shredded yeah. wheat? Yeah. I do not. i tell you who does. Nobody. Honestly, I spent about half an hour Googling today. Half an hour? Half an hour, honestly. But you can confidently say nobody. Nobody knows. It's a mystery greater than what's going on in my dishwasher. <laughs> if anyone, like maybe a modern day Sherlock Holmes, if anyone can solve either of these great mysteries, please let me know. Do you know who I think's behind it? Who? The Weetabix gang. The Weetabix gang, yeah. Okay. <laughs> 10th wedding and not you you and me were not married um but sarah was saying that uh, in her speech at our wedding she referred to you as my work wife and to this day it makes her cringe whenever she thinks about it that's it yeah 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 yeah, yeah. what did she say about me i don't remember i can't remember saying nice i hope i'm sure yeah they they tend not to be um speeches where where you get get a few things (laughs) off your chest (laughs) And I probably remember that much more Grudges, than if she said something nice about like me. Targeted attacks. Yeah, you're quite right. Takedowns. Yeah, it's a happy day. Um, <laughs> yeah, so so yeah, 10 years. Uh, we went to karaoke in the end. Oh, of course you did. In Lovely. the evening. That was nice, just the two of us. Although I, d- I did get the impression that maybe she was doing it more for my benefit. 
benefit than hers. She would have preferred other people there? Or? No, no, I just think it's, it's it's something we like to do, just the two of us. Mm. But I think ultimately at this point I like to do it more than she does. Okay. I think maybe a nice evening at the theatre. Right. Something like that might have been more to her liking. Okay. Because... Yeah, I didn't feel that. I didn't feel like she was really giving her all. Really? It doesn't sound like Sarah at all. I'm actually confused. I know, I know. I think I think the truth be told, she she'd have been fine with just the one hour. Oh. Four was too much. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but we did go out. Uh, I took her out for a fancy lunch during the day. Oh nice. To a very nice and quite famous restaurant in Mm -hmm. London. Mm called the river cafe oh, i've heard of that yeah it's really lovely um and we decided it's going to be like this long luxurious lunch we'll be uh, we'll get there early and um we'll put gene in an afternoon after school club so that we can take our time because i thought i really want a dessert mm. then when they brought the dessert menu there was something on it that i just it, it was the only thing that i could Really, that I really would have eaten, but I couldn't bring myself to. Why? Because it was called Chocolate Nemesis. Oh, Nemesis! Do you think that's a terrible name for a yeah. dessert in a high-end restaurant? Yeah, like, this is this is one of the most. Um, it's like a real spot. This place, like it has cookbooks. Jamie Oliver started out there as an apprentice. Like it's it's been one of. Um, you know, London's go-to nice restaurants for for decades. And I was so disappointed that they had a dessert with a novelty name. I just couldn't... I don't even... I think it would have been nice, but I couldn't bring myself to, to eat it. Really? Don't you think that's terrible? It's like something you would see on a TGI Fridays menu. Yeah, yeah, no disrespect to TGI Fridays. No, but um, th- that's, that's where you go and you think, oh, I'm going to defeat my chocolate nemesis. <laughs> um, I, I dated a girl for a while who was a uh, waitress at TGI Fridays. Oh, did you? I know coincidence stories are rarely, um, rarely interesting. I quite like coincidence stories. Okay. So I dated this girl who was a waitress at TGI Fridays. Mm. We've been dating, I don't know, a few weeks, a couple of months. And I found in a jacket pocket a receipt from a time, maybe a year prior, that I had been to TGI Fridays and she'd been the waitress. Oh. No idea. Really? Past, don't you love that? Like thinking about where your paths crossed with yeah, someone before you knew them. Yeah, yeah. And it was, it, it, yeah. So I told you it was, I told you coincidence. Well, no, I still like Really me. good. Still like um, I learned a good fact. Well, I learned a few things. Well, firstly, I learned how to um, carry three drinks in one hand. Oh. I'm not very good at it because my hands are so tiny, but uh, um, I learned how to do that. You sort of make your hand into a tray. Okay. That's It's, it's using it. It's a flat tray. Okay. Because um, people always try and do it with both hands. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Of, uh, and that's not the way to do it. Okay. Uh, secondly, you know, they come over and say, is everything okay with your meal? Mm. If you don't say what's wrong then, then you can't get your money off at the end. Oh, right. Yeah. Okay. Basically, and they try and get there as soon as possible. So yeah. they try and ask you within 90 seconds. I mean, this was in the 90s. It might have changed mm. since then. So they can say, well, we asked you and it was fine. Yes, exactly. Yeah, um, yeah. That's why they're asking you. Right. They're not interested in looking after you. Mm. They're just making sure that you can't ask for your money back. Um, in unrelated TGI Fridays um, memories, mm-hmm. I once judged the national TGI Fridays Bartender of the Year contest. Oh, which was held at the Café de Paris in London. 
a top night spot. Uh, I was asked to do it when I was on radio, and it was when I was still drinking. And it was one of these where it was like Tom Cruise in the film Cocktail in that they chuck the stuff about. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, they, you yeah, know, yeah. They show you how they can mix a cocktail by throwing things up in the air and twirling them and doing it to music. Right, right, right. Um, my memories of the evening are hazy mm. because I was still drinking and, and I hadn't realised that you'd take a sip to judge it. Right. And then maybe pass it to someone in the audience. Okay, yeah. So yeah. I was just sort of drinking progressively more and more. And what I do remember about it was a humiliating experience because uh, the other judges were three of us. Mm-hmm. It was me. It was Sarah Cox, who now is best known for radio, but at the time was a well-known TV presenter. Mm-hmm. And then the national manager of TGI Fridays, who you know, obviously wasn't a public figure, but everyone in the room knew him. Right. It was, a, okay. it was a private event. Yeah, yeah. So when the compare introduced everybody, it's like, look, it's Sarah Cox from The Girly Show. Yay! And look, here's Malcolm, the manager. Yay! And here's someone whose name you don't recognise from a radio show you don't listen to. Okay. Silence. So I had had to drink for my nerves. Right, yeah, yeah. So, um, and and then the only other thing I remember, and I have told you about this before, I know, is while we did our final judge deliberations, they said, and while the judges make their final deliberations, please welcome to mix a cocktail, Chevy Chase. And then some music plays, like You Can Call Me Al. And then a guy who looks very similar to Chevy Chase comes on, um, doesn't speak or anything, mixes a cocktail, and everyone's whooping and cheering. And I think, okay, I'm in on the joke here. So there's there's somebody within the TGI Fridays UK organisation who looks quite similar to Chevy Chase, right. and he's going to mix a cocktail. Mm-hmm. So they all whoop and chair while he does it, and then he hands it to the manager, he sips it, gives it a thumbs up, and then off this guy goes. Everyone applauds. At the party afterwards i remember saying oh where's that guy who looks like chevy chase and they said oh you mean chevy chase and it was chevy chase what and to this day it's one of the strangest things and i've had a life where i think i've seen a disproportionate (laughs) amount of strange things it's like one of the strangest things i've ever seen so presumably they would have paid a lot of money for chevy chase to be there yeah, but does he even? Wouldn't sort of think he's even do this kind of like appearances. Well, like but, but people do anything for money. Really? Won't they? Yeah, yeah. Of course, of course. Everyone's got the price for anything. Right. Wow. And um, you know, Chevy Chase is notoriously a difficult man to work with. Okay. So you know, maybe the work had dried up and he right. had bills to pay. Right. Maybe right. he was in London. I don't. Yeah, I don't, yeah, know, yeah. I don't know why. Wow. But it is so strange that you would <laughs> have him. Maybe he charges extra if he speaks. Oh, yeah, because he didn't speak. Yeah, that's really weird. She wanted to do like his, yeah. one of his catchphrases from um, National Lampoon's Vacation. Right, yeah. One of his Clark Griswold catchphrases. <laughs> Not that I can remember any. Well, but... I'm impressed you remember the name. Oh, big fan of the Griswolds. Oh, oh really? Yeah, mm. yeah. Um, anyway, yes, yeah, so that was uh, that was a strange. That was a strange evening. Mm. Me thinking uh, Chevy Chase was a Chevy Chase lookalike. Could probably earn good money as a Chevy Chase look lookalike. Well, yeah, and improve his reputation. Yeah. Just like go out of his way to be nice to people. Yeah. Or if he wasn't, people would say, "Oh, he's really, uh, really got the Chevy Chase thing down to uh, down to a fine art <laughs> yeah. with his behaviour, his off stage behaviour as well." Um, anyway, started with a chocolate nemesis. Didn't eat it. So it defeated me, really. Yes, it? it yes, did. Yeah. 
That petered out, didn't it? I'd sort of, I, when you say like the um, TJ Friday, not, um, I, I'm like, oh yeah, I've heard that story before, but I'd completely forgotten the Chevy Chase bit. Yeah, it's such a weird, it's so funny. It's so weird. That's, that's, that's the main bit of the story. <laughs> it's so strange. Pondry Corner at the Glap Clinic here in Problematic. Got a bit of a backlog of these at the moment, so apologies if you haven't had yours done yet. There are a few here. The, the two today, these need to be answered fairly immediately, so they've sort of jumped the queue a bit, so apologies to everyone. First one's Helen in Coventry. Recently, I spotted a music event coming up locally that I really wanted to go to. I invited a few different friends, assuming that someone will be free to come with me. That's a risky strategy, isn't it? Mm-hmm. One woman I invited let's call her Joe. was someone I like but don't know well at all. She is the mother of one of my daughter's friends and we have some other friends in common plus I know she's into that kind of music. She was interested and said some of her other friends would be up for it too. Meanwhile, a couple of my friends made vague noises about going but none of them were definite. The event had sold out in other cities so I bought my ticket and messaged friends to say they should do the same. Next day, I got a message from Joe to say that she and her friends had bought their tickets. However, there hadn't been enough for all of them so one of her friends have missed out. None of my other friends managed to get tickets and the event is now sold out. What do I do? I really wanted to go to the event, but I definitely wouldn't go on my own. Do I go with Joe and her friends, knowing that one of their group missed out, or do I offer them my ticket and back out? No. Like you, I'm not very good at knowing what to say to people and how to be appropriately boring. If I go with Joe and her friends, I might end up making new friends and having fun. But it's a realistic possibility that I will just piss them off with my awkward drift aways and they'll resent the fact that I got that last ticket. Any advice? Well, firstly, I think their friend's ticket isn't your problem. Mm. So I think that's just off the table straight away. Like you were, the, you were the one who did the initial inviting. Can I tell you what I think the problem is? Yeah. Joe making a big deal about this one friend not getting a ticket, yeah. trying to make you feel guilty and yeah, like giving yeah, yours yeah, away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't like that. No. So anything, any solution that has to involve somehow like annoying Joe. Yeah, you despise Joe. I really don't you? hate Joe. Yeah. Um, and then secondly, so this question of you worrying about you being an uncomfortable presence for her and her friends, and I, th- I think a concert is. Like if you have to go for dinner beforehand, mm. that's a problem. But I, I think you don't need to worry about being that annoying at a, a concert. Yeah, she says music event, but that, what could that be? Like it must just be you don't you don't really have to talk to you. It's just a. I don't think so. Festival might be more of a but, festival but, but, type but thing. You, but you, I don't. I don't think you need. Also, if it's coming up. It's probably not a festival because it's not the time of year for it. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it could, it could be. But um, I, I don't think you need to worry about your person. I mean, maybe I, I don't know about you and your personality. I suspect you're fine. Sounds like Joe's the problem to me. Yeah, Joe's the problem. But you, you don't need to worry about being the energy vampire at a concert because it's very hard to be. Even I would, would consider going to a concert with somebody uh, that I have awful chemistry with Mm -mm. because there's just something to look at. And then when there's not a band on stage or when there's the performances and happening, there's, there's enough to talk about. Yeah. To minimise the awkward silences, and you've got to go because this is this was all your idea. Like none of these other people have even known about it. Like you instigated this. You have to go. 
Yeah, I think I'm so. firm on you this. You haven't done any... Like you said, hey, Joe, do you want to go to this thing? Yeah. You got yourself a ticket. Yeah. Joe got herself a ticket and also said, oh, some of my friends might fancy that. One of them was too slow. Not your problem. Don't care about that Not one. Not your problem. Yeah, yeah. And your personality on this occasion isn't your problem. No. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Yeah. No. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I know for me there are plenty of occasions <laughs> when it is my problem. And so I should extricate myself from the situation. <laughs> yeah. But I think this is not one of them. Okay, good. Well, yeah. I feel like we've got that sorted. Okay. Let's move on to Roxanne. He writes, I'm getting married in a few weeks. And while I'm so excited, I'm also fraught with drifter's nerves. Which of his family will I get muddled? What stupid thing will I say? But the main thing is, I don't want to drink much and our friends are drinkers. The problem is I don't have a great excuse. I just don't enjoy drinking much and would physically feel better taking it all in sober. I know people will come up to us throughout the night asking if they can get me something. What do I say? Especially when I hear the dreaded, is that all? Pretend you're pregnant. <laughs> allude, a allude to wedding. it. Allude to it. Don't say it outright. Just yeah. sort of touch your tummy kind of gently. Uh, be like, I'm not. No, I don't fancy anything right uh, now. There's so many countries and cultures in the, which this wouldn't be a problem. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's terrible, isn't it? Yeah. yeah you're so right. That's so bad. Yeah. I mean, can you not just um, have a drink? Like, I, by which I mean, can you not have a drink that's a prop? In your hand. That's the whole time. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah, what you yeah, need. Some yeah, glass yeah. of Prosecco or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In your hand all day. Yeah. Like, I've got one. So I've yeah. got one. Because it's, a, I don't think a wedding is a sort of doing shots situation where people mm. are looking at how much you're consuming. No. So you just need it there. I mean, it sounds like you're not sober like me. So you can have like, you can, you can nurse a glass of champagne yes. and, and sip out of it. But yeah, just don't. And if people get you drinks, pour them in a plant pot. <laughs> And it's your day. Just do whatever you like. Yes, absolutely. And if should. someone questions it, say, ah, ah, my day, in exactly that way. I mean, so I know that people are weird about drinking. Mm. Uh, and and really what's going on a lot of the time is they don't like a mirror being held up to their own drinking. Yeah. But I don't think, it really doesn't feel like a wedding is, is quite that environment. Like, I, th- I think there are a lot of environments where people are monitoring how much you're drinking mm. so they can measure it against their own and yeah. check that they're okay. Mm. But I, d- I don't think... Particularly not with the bride, I think, yeah. or even the groom. No, like, I, think, I think... You can get away oh, with yeah, a lot. No, guests. Yeah, they're, they're all like... Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. But I think as 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 um, part of the the couple... Yeah. Or you could just say, "No, I, I just, I just want to remember everything." No, but then people will get into it. And they're yeah. Like, oh, go on! Right. Don't, don't get don't into give them it. that. Don't, don't give them yeah, that. Don't, okay, don't, yeah, don't yeah. give them any. Don't, don't let it become a conversation. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Good, great. Okay, sorted. And that's our podcast. If you have a quandary for Quandary Corner, Hannibal said there's a bit of a backlog. I mean, sometimes we have a front log, though. So, oh, yeah. um, you know, th- don't let that put you off sending no, yours in. please. Don't. I shouldn't have said it, really. You shouldn't. <laughs> um, the email address is hello at adriftpodcast.com. Also, the same email address if you've got a story for us. I wish to mention the Patreon as well. The new newsletter will be going out imminently. Patreon.com stroke adrift if you enjoy the podcast every week. Uh, if you enjoy spending time with us and um, want to uh, want to say thanks in that way, go to patreon.com stroke adrift. 
Thanks to Man and the Echo for the backing music and to Emily Harrison for the incidental music. Carla Gowlett took our photos. Kim Rainey designed our artwork. And quote the episode for me. I'm in a wheelchair. I'm very old. I'm very old and I might die now. Podication time. This comes from Adam Stanley, who says, Ahoy, Jeff. Ahoy, Annabelle. Ahoy. Ahoy. I'm writing this podication in response to your call to arms regarding the empty bulldog clip. Now, it's been a long time since I sent in a podication. In fact, I believe this will be my third since I started listening to you guys back in the Virgin Radio days. To give you an idea of how long ago I last sent in a podication, I think I asked about Martin, the security guard as he had disappeared from his frequent guest appearances. We can probably all agree that he was brilliant. He oh, was brilliant. Yeah. He was. One thing that um, made me think, I'm, I'm ready to leave this place, is when the new owners came in, pretty much the first thing they did for no good reason was was retire Martin. Mm. It just it seemed like it just like it seemed like a horrible way to come in. Yeah. And uh and stamp your authority on a place. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Cuz he was just a wonderful man Martin. Um on to business. I would like to dedicate this podcast to everyone on the official stroke unofficial adrift Facebook page. I know the two of you don't involve yourselves in the page, but it's really well run and governed by the admins and indeed the entire community make it a special place. That's so lovely to hear. I I love that it exists. Early on, I realised that for me that I needed to to have a boundary, a personal boundary. Mm it, it wasn't. It wasn't fair on everybody to have me snooping around in That's there. That's how I feel about going yeah, there. I don't want. Yeah. To, it's like having your mum there, or something. Yes. <laughs> not not that, but sort of that. Yes, but I love it. And um, as far as I know, like Tiff is is Tiff still Queen Bee? I don't know. I, don't I think know. so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and we love Tiff. Oh yeah. It honestly brings me joy reading the drifters' posts, stories, and amusing memes. And it's great to have a place to share such, such stories amongst a group that I know will appreciate them. I'll never get tired of reading a post that simply says, hot enough for you hey. on a hot day <laughs> or unlucky when someone posts an embarrassing tale. It makes all the difference knowing that there are others like us out there. So to all the drifters on the Facebook page, thank you for brightening up my days and keep being amazing. He says many of my days. I feel like I slightly misrepresented him there because right. we know it's not all of them. No, surely Adam. not. Mm. Um, so with that, I will write with another podication in nine or ten years' time. Many thanks and all the kind regards. Adam. Oh, I'm th- thrilled to know that that's, uh, that's still pootling along. Yes, good. Um, that's, a, that's a lovely thing. I think if you search a drift or drifters official, you should find it quite easily. And, uh, you know, I'm sure like-minded individuals are welcome. Mm. Wonderful. Adam, thanks for that. Um, good to hear from you again. We'll see you in the, uh, in the Roaring Thirties. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, if you'd like a podication, email us. It's hello at adriftpodcast.com.
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowl and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowl and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.